Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. friends and welcome to part two of the uh, 57 Esquire. This is the rehab story. So I uh, just, I'm so glad to be able to tell this story finally. And, uh, and uh, this has just been a lot of fun and it's been fun because of the people that have helped me out. And I'm just going to go ahead and thank Dan Strain and uh, Ron Ellis and <laughs> Valerie Strain, uh, or Valocaster, as she's sometimes called, who also did a lot of loving work on this guitar, and, uh, and Nick at uh, Joe Glazer's shop. So there were a lot of people involved in rehabbing this guitar, and uh, so that's what this story is. So while we're uh, thinking about it, you know, if you haven't subscribed, then you can go down in the corner and do that. If you've already subscribed, then I appreciate you supporting the show by either uh, going to askzack.com and you can pick up a t-shirt or a you know, coffee mug or there's tip jar information in the description of the video. All right, so I left you, you know, with, with the last episode telling the story of how this guitar was lost in a poker game. So, and of course it had a horrible yellow painted pit guard on it and it was Krylon blue. And if you want to see the before pictures, go to askzack.com and I have some articles on there that have all sorts of detailed photos of the guitar taken apart and also the rehab process. So today I'm going to tell the rehab process. So I bought the guitar on Halloween, which was a Saturday, uh, you know, October 31st on uh, 2020 and the very next day which was a Sunday I uh, I got the guitar and I went straight to Dan Strain's house Danocaster and I've been very fortunate to have him as a friend uh, he's a great friend and a great guy I think y'all all know him as a you know a great guitar builder but he's also a fantastic guy and uh, and his wife Val too and uh, so I went straight down there and immediately we, uh, we started taking the guitar apart. And uh, you know, 
and then we got out the sander and we started sanding it. And Dan said, he said, wouldn't it be cool if it was a one piece body? And I was like, yeah, it would be, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Already the guitar is light. I mean, the whole guitar weighs six and a half pounds all together, which is light for a, <laughs> for any era a Telecaster. You know, anything under seven pounds is really light. So, uh, yeah, but so we started sanding on it and he let me sand on it. And you can see in, in you know, in the videos on, uh, you know, that I've made that are, that are on askzack.com of the, uh, of the rehab process, you can see me and you can see me wearing my uh, Birkenstock sandals. And uh, so I start sanding the finish off and the blue's coming off really quick because it was uh, it was put on pretty thin. And in fact, you could see grain through some of the, the blue and you know, the, uh, the blue paint starts coming off and you start seeing this beautiful grain. And I keep looking for a seam, you know, as, I, as I'm coming across and there's not one. And I get all the way to the end. I get all the blue off and I look, it's a one piece swamp ash body. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was just, I couldn't believe it. And so and I didn't take all the blue off cause I was a little scared, especially going around the edges and around the sides. So, uh, so, you know, Dan was kind enough to step in and, uh, and help with that. But, uh, it was just awesome. And he took, you know, measurements on everything. And of course it's 0.91 at the first fret. And, uh, you know, just has a beautiful wear, you know, here, which of course the neck is all original. Um, yeah, you know, beautiful, you know, original, uh, logo on it. You know, the original, you know, Cluson tuners, that are just, you know, worn and rusted in just the perfect way. Uh, and you can see this great, nice, you know, wear on the back of the neck. Uh, you can see the, uh, the neck plate here with the negative, you know, with the dash in front of it, which was kind of very indicative of 57 and part of 58. And uh, even through this blonde, you know, finish, you can see uh, a lot of grain here. And again, there's a bunch of pictures on my website if you want to see, you know, photos. So, and again, we, uh, we metered the pickup and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, had no reading. And, uh, so he gave me the pickup and he said, you're probably going to have to have that rewound. So I was like, ah, dang. So, but I knew I was going to call, you know, Ron Ellis and see what could be done. But uh, yeah, after pulling all the blue off, then it was, it was kind of done. And, and Dan said that they were going to, you know, seal it and then finish it in the next, you know, couple weeks. So I took off with the pickup, with this, you know, bridge pickup. And I called up Ron Ellis. And, uh, and I told him, you know, that it, that it had no reading on it and it was real weak sounding. He said, he said, what's happened is, he said, does it have rust? on the low E pull piece. I said, yeah, it does. And he said, well, what's happened is, is that, you know, and this just happens with tellies, is that, you know, you know, the, whoever was playing the guitar sweated into it. The sweat, you know, went down into onto the low E pull piece and then it started forming rust. And then that rust goes down into the windings and eventually it, uh, you know, it starts, rusting all through there and breaking it and shorting out. 
And basically the pickup had terminal cancer. And so at some point it would completely die, but at that point it had all these shorts in it and that's why it wouldn't meter out. And that's why it sounded the way it did. And the only way to fix it was to rewind it. So I was sad about it, but I knew, you know, I knew Ron would do an amazing job. And Ron said he had a stash of old, you know, enamel wire that he only used, you know, for, uh, for old rewinds. And, uh, so, so Ron Ellis, uh, you know, first he had to completely clean all the rust off and then dip it in lacquer and then he rewound it and he put the, uh, you know, the cloth, uh, you know, the kind of twine around it and, uh, and he did an amazing job. And, uh, yeah, so thank you to, to Ron Ellis. So then the pickup came back. So that was, you know, that was, that was part of it. And, uh, I'll also just mention real quick, you know, this, this is a, this is a Ron Ellis tall neck pickup, which apparently was, uh, you know, originally when, you know, cause Ron had worked with Alan Hamill, Alan Hamill had, had worked, um, you know, on this design, but this was something where Ron had done some more tweaking to it. And that's why he called it the new tall, which is more stratty sounding. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like a clearer sounding you know, neck pickup. So then we had the neck. So it had the original frets in there and they were pretty worn down. Now the guys at Guitar Gallery, uh, Galleria, no, Guitar Gallery down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they had done a good job of setting up the guitar with the way it was. But, you know, I knew, you know, it, it was going to need new frets to, to really play its best. So I took it down to a Glazer's, Joe Glazer's shop and Nick down there did a refret. And these frets are um, 95 wide by 47 tall. And that's the standard fret that, uh, that's what I have like on my 67 Tele. It's what's on my Danocasters. It's kind of like a 60, a set of, it's kind of like 6105s that are a little bit shorter. And I like that, you know, cause I, I like, I like a bigger fret than a vintage fret, but I don't like some, you know, super tall fret. Cause I think it kind of messes with the, uh, it messes with the tuning and the intonation when you have the frets and you have to push down that hard. So Nick there uh, uh, did an amazing job on refretting it. And uh, Joe Glazer commented on the neck that uh, he said so many of these are back bowed or twisted. And most of the time you can't do a whole lot with them because the wood's so old. And it's kind of been a neck for so long that it, it sometimes doesn't really want to... Uh, straighten out. Sometimes the truss rods won't do anything on them. So I was very lucky in that this had very minimal, uh, funny spots on it. And, uh, so it was a, a, a good neck. So that was, that was the neck. Then we had the, uh, you know, the body. So, so Dan did a, a you know, a sealer coat and, uh, and then didn't did, uh, Val, Valocaster did some grain filling on here. And then they put, uh, then they started putting the, you know, the color on there. And I wanted it to be the white, you know, the white blonde. Uh, I always liked that color. Um, now I know, you know, Vince Gill's guitars earlier, but his was kind of that white blonde look. And then even Red Volcart had a 58 Esquire that, you know, was, was kind of this white blonde look. And I, I, and also I remember even seeing like John Hyatt play in the eighties, you know, on Austin city limits. And he had a, he had an old Esquire that was this color. And I just loved the white guard look. So 
I had originally thought about going black on this guitar, but again, when I saw that it was a one-piece body and, uh, and the beautiful grain on it, almost felt bad about putting the white blonde on there, but I think it turned out great, and he really let a lot of the, uh, the grain you know, come through. So Dan, you know, did the, uh, you know, he painted it up, and, uh, and then he did the, uh, the aging on the body so that it would match up with the neck, but he didn't want to go too far. So he kind of, you know, he was, you know, somewhat conservative in his, in his aging, which I appreciated because, you know, you can always get more aging on the, on the body, but uh, I think it matches up real well, you know, with the all original neck. So, and then I, I made the decision to go, you know, to make it a telly, you know, and have a neck pickup. And that was, you know, one, because the original Esquire guard was basically destroyed. We, uh, we tried a bunch of solvents and wet sanding on it and just couldn't get all the paint off of it. And uh, it was already, this era guard can be really thin. And uh, it, was, it was just getting to where it was so flexible and it was already warped and such. And so finally, we just kind of gave up on it. And I kind of wanted to do a neck pickup anyway. And uh, so, yes, so we... Put a, put a neck pickup on here. And these are the original saddles, which amazingly are in tune. So these, the, the screws aren't bent or anything, but the intonation is fantastic on this thing. I'm <laughs> just kind of amazed. Uh, again, the original selector switch had to be taken out because it was just, it was intermittent and we tried cleaning it up. The original pots were great. Uh, we used one of the, uh, on an Esquire, it has three of the caps that are used in a normal, you know, Telecaster wiring. So one of them had been replaced with a black Sprague, uh, like a Black Beauty cap, like out of a Gibson. Uh, but the other two were original. And so we just picked the one of those that, uh, you know, metered out best and just, you know, wired it up as a Tele. So regular, you know, 250K pots and the, and the old cap and just a, a new, you know, selector switch. And then of course, this is the original pickup that's been rewound and this is the Ron Ellis. And I have to say, I'm just, you know, blown away by the way, you know, this guitar came together and, uh, and just the sound of it. Uh, you know, I've come to find out that I really like uh, the, this kind of slightly stagger, where it's just the raised D and G, kind of the, the first version of the stagger, and s steel saddles and uh, maple necks. It's just a, it's a great combination. I know a lot of people, you know, get crazy about black guards, but um, and black guards are great, but this is another really cool era of Telecaster. Where, you know, the white guards with the steel saddles and either flat pole pickups or with the raised D and G strings are really really cool guitars that are a little more twangy and they're a little more bitey. So here I'll play a, a touch on the old, uh, my old 59 Harvard, which this is a fun, you know, combination to have a 57 Esquire with a, a 59 Harvard. You know, you, you have the, uh, you know, what I was playing actually on another video, I kind of played a version of, of Hideaway. Yeah, the Thank you. 
nice, you know, both pickup sound. the neck which I was using at the at the beginning for this type of thing. verb or delay or anything. I mean, I'm just playing straight into the old amp. Uh, it just has a really neat sound. It's not a huge sound, but it's a really cool focused sound. So very happy to have this guitar. Um, yeah, I think something I alluded to in the last episode was, um, so I had to part with a number of things to get this guitar. So, uh, yeah, again, like I said, in the last episode, you know, I kind of, my, my wife and I talked about it, and she said, well, as long as you can sell the stuff to pay for it, you can get it. Well, to get a guitar like this, it wasn't like I could just sell one or two things. So I ended up selling two of my Danocasters. I sold my Danocaster Blackguard and my Danocaster Strat, and I sold the JV, the Japanese Vintage Bound Tele, and also I sold one of my, Dan one of my uh, Deluxe Reverbs. I sold the 67, and so I still have the 65, but uh, when I, uh, I told a friend of mine that I'd sold one of my deluxes, he said, you really put a ring on, on the finger on this guitar, didn't you? And I said, yeah, that really is a commitment when I get rid of a, a blackface deluxe reverb. So again, I still have one, but I don't have two anymore. So yeah, so there were sacrifices made. You know, three guitars and an amp had to be uh, uh, sold to, to get this guitar. But I'm very happy with it and... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've always, you know, wanted to have a, you know, an old pre-CBS telly and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, I said in my, you know, my vintage video, there's something about the old wood. There's something about how hard these necks get and uh, they're almost like, you know, fossilized wood and they just have a lot of, a lot of ping to them and, uh, yeah, love it. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. You know, we're talking about the, uh, uh, you know, the rehabbing of this guitar. And again, thanks to Dan and Val and uh, Ron Ellis and Nick over at Glazers for the amazing work they did on this uh, killer, killer, killer guitar. All right, guys. Hope you have a great week. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.